What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sam's Report. It is Friday, August 10th. We are plowing through this month here, and uh, interesting week, a lot going on, uh, a little bit in the Microsoft world, a little bit in the just general tech world here, and um, yeah, fun stuff all around. I can tell you what wasn't fun, though, is I passed a kidney stone yesterday, uh, 3.5 millimeters. That little bastard put me down for about 24 hours, but doing much better, um, and moving on with life. And so you can see that that Surface Studio behind me just installed the, I believe, the latest Insider build. And uh, hopefully everything, hopefully it runs well here. I just, I was installing it right before the podcast here. And so uh, speaking of Surface stuff, so Surface Go is out. My review will be out next week. I'm headed to New York on Sunday. I'm going to be gone Sunday through uh, Tuesday afternoon. Taking the Go on the plane, taking the Go on the road, and figured I might as well hold off on the review until I get back from that. And then I will have, um, you know, about two weeks with the device. And I think that's I think that's an adequate time. I talked to some folks about it and uh, pretty pretty optimistic about it, actually. And uh, I'm hearing from sources outside of, inside of Microsoft saying it's actually selling pretty well. They've had a couple customers bought order uh, in the tens of thousands of units. Um, so it, it's definitely been a little bit of pent-up demand for a Surface of that size and that price. And so I expect it to be, at least out of the gate, it's selling pretty well uh, in the corporate channel uh, so far. So far, yeah. So we got that going on. Um, I, I, would, I would imagine that Microsoft is pretty ecstatic about that. And, uh, you know, super high level look at it. It's a good device. The performance and battery life are, are key here. Um, and I'll have, you know, the full review next week. But um, performance, definitely, you can't ignore it. But it's not as big of an issue as I thought, as long as you're doing um, like single focus tasks, if that makes sense. But uh, anyways, uh, other things that were announced this week, magically pulled back the covers uh, finally on this guy here. This is the Magic Leap 1, I believe it is called. And this is their kind of highly anticipated device that is going to take on the HoloLens. And so this device, the, the embargo lifted on it this week, and it is not cheap. It's about 2300 bucks just to get the hardware. Um, you have to live in the United States and in certain areas within the United States to be able to get it. And then you have to be willing to pay a couple hundred dollars annually to get into the development portal and all that good stuff. And so all in, you're looking at about three grand. Just kind of keep that in mind. If, uh, if you're thinking about buying one of those things to be an early adopter, you're looking at three grand easily, which is the same price that Microsoft is shipping the HoloLens. But again, the HoloLens came out in 2016. Now, the interesting thing to note there is that particular device has a 50 degree field of view. Um, that is better than Microsoft's. The HoloLens is somewhere around 35 degrees, but that's Gen 1. And so obviously we're going to get the second generation HoloLens here, possibly... Uh, being shown off later this year. Um, if not, I'm expecting it early next year. And I am fully expecting 70 degrees field of view, um, potentially even up to 90. Somewhere in between there, I think, is uh, extremely realistic. And so at that point, then it will obviously be better than the Magic Leap uh, product. Granted, that is their first gen. They could have something else up their sleeve that's a more consumer-focused. But um, the, the story here is that the race is heating on for this stuff. We'll see who gets there and who does it better. But uh, Microsoft's obviously got it already out in the field and has a significant advantage at this point. And we will see we'll see how this plays out because you got other companies like Google uh, getting into it. You have companies like Apple. I'm sure that Amazon is also experimenting. Wouldn't it surprise me if Facebook is as well. And uh, yeah, so that it's it, at the end of the day, this is great news for 
for consumers, you're getting more choice, more options. It's going to put more, you know, turn that screw a little bit tighter on Microsoft to, to polish things up and get it out the door. And um, awesome stuff. Yeah. Other things that were announced this week, Samsung officially launched the Note 9. This is an interesting device. Uh, I think they overplay it in their in their keynote a little bit here. They, they talk about this thing as being like the Jesus phone and it's going to transform... It's just a Note 9. It's everything you would expect. It's going to be a little bit faster. The S Pen is built in. Uh, somebody made a good comment that Samsung can put a freaking pen in their phone and Apple can't include a headphone jack. But anyways, here we are. Um, I, th if I were going to switch to Android, this would probably be the device. I, I quite like the idea of having a stylus with me at all times. Um, it, it looks like a good phone. It, the 4,000 milliamp hour battery should do pretty well. I'll be looking to see how long that device runtime actually is because again, it is a large screen. It is a high performance phone. It's a flagship and that's that. So if you've been holding out for that Note 9, I believe it's going to start coming later this month, August 24th. And you can be looking at spending at least a thousand bucks on that thing. That is the new kind of flagship price point minimum. And I expect uh, Apple's going to retain that same with everybody else. And so yeah, it's a lot of money for a phone. It's absolutely a lot of money for a phone, but you get a lot for it. And so it comes with decks as well, and you can do a whole bunch of fun stuff. Um, I, I like what Samsung is doing. I'm not trying to bash the Note 9. It's just that I think that their keynote oversold it a little bit, and I think they could just kind of tone these things down a little bit. They also did announce a Bixby smart speaker. If you've been saying, I don't have enough Bixby in my life, you can now do that. It's called the Galaxy Home, I believe, and it kind of looks like a charcoal Weber grill. Um, if you know what that looks like, that's exactly what their speaker looks like. And again, obviously they're promoting like things. If you have like a Samsung TV and all that stuff, it kind of ties in that Samsung ecosystem. I got to give credit to what Samsung is doing. Um, I don't always believe in their execution, but they're absolutely trying to develop their own ecosystem. And I think they have a large enough product install base to actually do that. I mean, they, they have refrigerators, they have TVs, they have phones. Um, they have just about everything. They don't have their own OS, but they, well, they do. It's, Tizen or whatever it's called. Um, I'll be curious to see if they ever switch away from Android and run full that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're trying. They're trying to become that, that third major kind of player in the industry. And uh, I wish them the best because again, better choice for consumer, better off we are. Uh, another interesting move this week, Discord, the popular chat app for gamers, is actually going to start selling games. This makes complete sense. This is going to be kind of a big push at uh, Steam, I believe. Microsoft, I don't think, is too big of an impact here. Um, potentially, I mean, I guess they could compete with Xbox a little bit in their Windows Store platform. But uh, Discord has a very loyal following, and this is a very good move for them. I think this is a quick and easy way for them to start monetizing. I'll be curious to see if it gives any true pressure against Steam. And once again, the theme of the day, consumer choice, is always a good thing. And so with uh, Discord now getting into this market, it's only going to heat things up. And there you go. Uh, other things happening in the world. Google Chrome now can tie natively into uh, the Windows application ecosystem or application the app notification ecosystem on Windows 10. This is great. So if you're using uh, Windows 10 and you're using Chrome, it'll now work just a little bit better. So uh, Microsoft also released build 171733, which I think is what just installed on that machine back there. And with it comes a new file explorer dark theme. I should have, I'm going to edit that photo in. And you'll see it right here. Now, this is great. Uh, if you like the dark theme, that's wonderful. The thing is, Microsoft played this up as being an all-encompassing dark theme. And as you can see in the image below, they missed some spots. But um, I don't know. For some reason, their dark themes always just feel a little off. Like, 
I, I haven't quite figured it out. I don't know if it's too much to use the black instead of grays, um, but there's always just something that feels just a little bit off with Microsoft's iteration of dark themes. But if you've been blinding your eyes at night using File Explorer in Windows 10, you will soon be able to uh, save your retinas just a little bit for those 3 a.m. crunch sessions. And uh, other things happening in the world of Microsoft, if you're using Spotify and Skype and want to inject some music in there, you can now do that. You can now do that, or at least snippets of songs. So I don't think anybody's really going to switch to Skype for that. But hey, it's one more feature to knock off the list of functionality. And uh, Android 9 Pie is also released this week. Just a lot of things going on. If your device is lucky enough to get it, Essential Phones, I think, are getting it real quick. Uh, Google Pixel Phones are getting it really quick. And then if you are in the Android beta program, you should get it by year end. Hopefully, your manufacturer will deliver it to you quickly. This has always been the crux of Android, that it takes time for these releases to be pushed out. But uh, Android 9 Pie now officially released. Hopefully, that will roll out quickly to your device. And now a little bit on a sad note, I've been complaining about this all week on Twitter. I'm still looking for an alternative. Newton Mail, my favorite email application, is dead. They're going to kill it here in early September. Um, they were charging 50 bucks for a year, then jacked it up to 100 bucks per year, but apparently they couldn't make money doing it. And um, yeah, and so rather than trying to sell data, they're just going to shut it down, which is sad because I love Newton Mail. And it's, um, it's going away. It's going away. So, uh, all right, going to dive into the questions here because we've got quite a few. Let me get them up on the screen here. Bada bing, bada boom. All right, DTCPSS asked a bunch of questions here. He says, will a Surface Studio get the new design like the Hub 2? I honestly don't know. Um, they, are, they are working on a refresh for this thing. I thought it was only kind of a spec bump. Um, what he's referring to with the service hub design change, which is something that would be awesome, is taking that screen right now, uh, that screen only rotates forward, like it slides down like, an, uh, like a, a sketch pad or whatever. Um, the Surface Hub 2 rotates 90 degrees. And so there were, it, it kind of, wouldn't it be crazy to see if that device back there could follow the same pattern, and that would actually be super interesting. I would love it if that actually happened. Uh, and then he says, will we see a bigger touchpad on the Surface Pro refresh since the Surface Go has a huge one for its size. I don't know if we will. Uh, the Surface Go touchpad, I believe, is exactly the same size as the proper Pro touchpad. So I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, and then it says, how is the Surface Go's battery life compared to Surface Pro 3 and 4? Uh, I'm getting about five and a half to six hours of usage out of the Go. So nowhere near that nine hours. And six hours is on the lighter side uh, of usage. So yeah, there you go. Uh, William D. Ford says, who is going to win the Universal Championship at WWE SummerSlam? I know zero about wrestling. I know there's a lot of passionate people about it, and hats off to you. I'm glad that you guys enjoy that stuff. I, it's not that I don't enjoy wrestling. I just I don't watch TV. I watch golf and football, and um, I watch Orange is the New Black with my wife, and that that is about it. Um, so I I have I have zero insight on this. Um, McCipher or MM. Cipher, I think, it says Newton Android and desktop, Newton Android and desktop alternatives with Note 9 pricing. Oh, okay, so Newton Android and desktop alternatives. Uh, I started using Mailbird. Don't use Mailbird if you. It, it's it, I, I can't explain it. It's very sluggish on the interface. Um, it, it's got some odd syncing abnormalities that are just odd. For example, I had an e unread email from 2016, and it said, "Hey, you have one unread email," and then when you surface it up. Um, it said it was from 2016. I was like, why, why is this even showing? So I, 
I was really optimistic that Mailbird was going to be it. Mailbird is not going to be it. So right now I'm using the default client um, on Windows. I mean, I am using Outlook on iOS and Outlook on iOS is fine. I wish it didn't force the calendar integration, but if they would just bring the Outlook on iOS or an Android to Windows, then I would probably just use that all around. But um, the Mail app on Windows 10 is okay. It's pretty bare bones and it doesn't have some of the, the higher end functionality like snoozing emails, I don't believe. Um, and some of the keyboard shortcuts aren't just, it's just not quite there. It's good basics, but I'm still looking for alternatives. Uh, he says, with Note 9 pricing, is Samsung even trying to even trying to induce us Note 8 users to upgrade? Well, they may not need you to upgrade. I mean, I'm sure they'd love you to. Uh, they have gone, they've got a lot of, uh, they've gone to a lot of bother to get us mildly interested, but promptly douse us with a basket full of overpricing. I'm saving my dollars for Andromeda, Hope Spring. Um, I wouldn't save your money for Andromeda, personally. Um, I mean, I just save your money in general. <laughs> if you have a Note 8, I don't think it's worth upgrading to a Note 9, in my personal opinion. Um, I'm saying that without having played with the Note 9. Um, if you're saving for Andromeda, I would just continue to save, because I don't think spring is going to be that time. Uh, Greg Edwards says, Can you tell us what you know about keyboard and mouse support coming to Xbox? I honestly don't know. Um, Microsoft keeps promising this. I thought it was supposed to be coming soon. They've teased it a bunch, but I don't know, honestly. Uh, I wonder if it's coming with, I thought I heard that it was coming with the next update, like large update, which would be this or spring, the fall update. But it seems like every time I hear that, then it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. So I honestly don't know. Uh, he's trying to get away from uh, Windows 10 Home Theater PP home theater PC and over to Xbox, but my wife isn't a huge fan of controller-based navigation. Um, you could try to convince her with Cortana voice navigation, although it's probably not as good as you would hope. So, yeah. Yep, yep. I, I would love it. See, you got to be careful here. Microsoft is very concerned about turning this thing into a media, th media center. A media center PC because remember that's what it was originally supposed to be and then that was and that's an Xbox One X for those who aren't familiar it's not a PlayStation um, they tried to do that with their initial launch of the Xbox One and it didn't work out so well so they're a little hesitant to kind of push down that route but I don't know we will see uh, Paul Gothia says are you disappointed with the dark theme shouldn't Microsoft make UWP, UWP file explorer even more Shouldn't Microsoft make the UWP File Explorer more featured if just to have a modern open dialogue and blah, blah, blah. So Microsoft was working on a modern UWP version of File Explorer. I don't know where it is in development. I mean, it's still, you can still access it to some degree, but it's not full featured like the classic File Explorer. And so, I don't know, like I was saying earlier, the dark themes on Windows 10 built by Microsoft, they got, there's something off about them as opposed to like third-party dark themes that use a lot more grays as opposed to dark grays as opposed to whites. Um, so there you go. And on the other side of life, I don't use dark themes all that much, so I'm probably not the best expert to ask. Um, mostly just, I just don't, I don't use them. I just turn down the brightness on my screen. Um, you can use an apps like Flux that also helps significantly as well. Uh, and then Richard says, where is Modern File Explorer? They skinned it black. This is not modern. Any rumors about a modern shell? So there is uh, the modern shell, what is it called? CMOS um, that's coming, but I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be the magical, dramatical overhaul. Dramatical. I'm making up a lot of words. I wonder if it's some of the painkillers that's so residual within my system from passing that kidney stone. Um, 
I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as everyone thinks. It's, again, very going to be very iterative and trying to optimize the development of Windows because, again, Microsoft isn't winding down development, but they want to make it as lightweight and as easy to develop as possible to keep pushing that platform forward um, as it enters its uh, later stages of life. And so, yeah. Uh, that about wraps it up for today, guys. I always try to keep these things short, just a quick high-level look at what's going on in the world of Microsoft and going on. There's a bunch of new subscribers. And as always, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'll be back next week uh, once I get back from New York, and we will see what Microsoft has in store. I suspect that we are going to start hearing things ramp up a little bit. They've got Ignite coming uh, second half of September, and then we got some stuff in October that should be fun. And so that about wraps it up for today, guys. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you right back here next time on The Sam's Report.